Great. So um, I'm Sydney George. I'm uh, an intern for the Evan Guthrie Law Firm, and I'm doing a podcast for the Pre-Law Land podcast. Um, do you want to introduce yourself real quick? Sure. I'm Kim Sordell. I'm an attorney in Portland, Oregon. I practice civil rights law, and I focus on uh, representing employees in race discrimination, sex discrimination, Me Too cases, time's up. Great. Awesome. So I think I'm just going to jump right into the questions. Um, first off, uh, where are you from and when and why um, did you decide to become a lawyer? So I grew up in Flint, Michigan. Um, my dad was a factory worker. My mom was a basically a, a data entry person. And in Flint, that's pretty much what everybody does. Um, and by the time I was growing up, the, the factory jobs were already starting to go away. I had no interest in being a factory worker. Um, so I went to college. I um, didn't really know what I wanted to do. I got a degree in communications because I like to write and I thought maybe about doing journalism. Um, but those kinds of jobs were few and far between. And um, so I decided that I, I really enjoyed um, analytical and investigative type writing. And I had a few people encourage me to go to law school. And when I actually got in, I was shocked and thought, what am I gonna, am I actually gonna go to law school? I don't even know any lawyers, um, but I did. And I went to University of Detroit Law School, right downtown Detroit. And I think, um, I was probably the most fearful student because this was all new to me and I was sure that everyone else was smarter than me and they were getting help from their friends and family. Um, so I, I studied really hard and, and worked really hard and ended up graduating in the top of my class. Oh, that's awesome. Great, thank you. Um, so do you wanna tell me about your best and worst non-law job and what it taught you and how it prepared you for law? Oh, geez. Well, I would say my worst non-law job was working in um, a sports equipment, sports um, sportswear warehouse. And so my job was to restock like 20 stores across Michigan in this warehouse and it was um and and i started out by putting price tags on like sweatpants and sweatshirts and you just stand there for four hours straight putting tags on things and i thought i have got to get a degree and <laughs> get out of this type of world because it was just it was miserable and i would say my best job was bartending um because i met such a variety of people and I met people who weren't factory workers for the first time. Um, and that's where I met uh, a couple of doctors who really encouraged me to go to law school. And it was their encouragement that really helped motivate me. And I was, you know, I was young, I was working with other people my age, we're all in college. It was, you know, youthful passion and fun and no responsibilities. So it was a fun job. Oh, great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so how did you prepare for the LSAT and pick your law school? Um, and I guess any um, pre-law student advice you have? 
pre-law student advice, I didn't take a review course and I wish I should have, I wish I did. Um, I was trying to save money because I don't know, back then it was like $1,500 to take the review course. Um, and so I just got the books from someone else who had taken it and that was a mistake because they teach you all the tricks and you know, just get you prepared to take it. So I ended up like, you know, in the 50th percentile. So I would say, and if you take it again, I think back then they would average the two scores. So even if I had then taken another test and review course, then it wouldn't have made much of a difference. So um, I just applied to law schools in Michigan because going to law school in and of itself was such a huge change for me that I, you know, also moving out of state would have been a shock. Um, and so I applied to, I don't know, three law schools and I got into two of them and ended up at University of Detroit Mercy. Oh, great. Um, very cool. So how did you learn uh, to survive and succeed in law school? Fear. <laughs> Honestly, I was so afraid of failure that mm -hmm. I studied harder than everyone else. And I, I um, took advantage of every resource available. They, they had third year law students that would pair up with first year law students and teach us how to um, do outlines, how to study, you know, gave us tips, kind of coached us. That was a huge, huge help to have uh, you know, a third year who, was, who had been very successful in law school uh, available as a resource. And I just, you know, I dedicated all of my time to studying. I, for the first time in my life, I didn't have, you know, well, as in a, since I was 16, um, I didn't have a job during my first year of law school. So I just put all of my time and energy into that. And I would say, to first year law students, it's worth it to just focus on that because once you do well in your first year, it paves the way for a lot of other opportunities. It's hard to make up for not doing so well in your first year by trying to get your grade point up second and third year. So I would right. yeah. off during your first year. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's definitely good advice. Um, that definitely makes sense. Um, do you have any like uh, funny or best or worst uh, law school stories that you can talk about or you wanna share? I don't know if I have any funny stories. I mean, it was definitely, um, it was fun being in a group of people. Again, all, all the same age, everyone going through the same thing. Most of us scared. Um, it was, it was a very competitive atmosphere, which I'd never been in before. You know, back, back when I was in school, we actually researched with books and um, there were other students who tore out like case law out of the books so that other students couldn't get the research. It was, that was kind of nasty, um, a little bit cutthroat. But one of the things that one of the doctors told me um, was that you're going to make friends that will last a lifetime after going through this experience together. And that's true. I still, I'm still friends with a lot of people that I went to law school with and they've been great relationships and to go from being, you know, 20 something to then careers and having babies and or married and, and just all of the different experiences. It's, 
it's, it changed my life. It was, I mean, in so many ways, my peer group is so different than it was back in Flint, Michigan. And um, yeah, I think one of the most rewarding things are, are those friendships. Oh yeah, that's great. That's really great to hear. Um, so let's see, how did you find your first job as a lawyer? Um, and do you have any career advice for law school graduates? So my first job was clerking for a Michigan Supreme Court justice, Michael Kavanaugh. Um, and I would say anyone who has the opportunity to clerk for a judge, absolutely take advantage of it. Um, a lot of a lot of my classmates were like, no, I just I want to get in there and you know start practicing law right away. But to to see how decisions are made by judges and what goes into it and what they consider and what's important and what isn't important was incredibly valuable. Uh, and I was lucky I worked for a really cool judge who was also, you know, had humble beginnings and would tell us stories about, you know, trying to stay out as late as they could playing because they didn't want to have to come back and cut peel potatoes for moms. <laughs> so, um, but then, you know, he ended up marrying my husband and I, and um, yeah, it was, it was, it's a short-term thing and you learn so much and just get a different perspective. I would say definitely do a clerkship if you can whether it's an internship, externship, whatever, whatever you can do, definitely work for a judge for a little while. Okay, great. Yeah, that's really good to know. Um, that sounds like a really good idea. Um, do you have any interesting stories about um, being a new lawyer and uh, the challenges that that posed? Yeah, so doing the clerkship was, you know, fairly low stress. Um, but then I went to work for a litigation firm downtown De Detroit. It was a defense firm, uh, labor and employment, about 20 attorneys. And depending, you're in Portland, right? Yeah. Okay, so Detroit, the practice of law in Detroit is very different from the practice of law in Portland. In okay. It is, you know, you are there seven days a week, 12 hours a day. And then at the end of the day, you go out and have beers with the partners and they tell the war stories. Um, I learned so much in, in the first two years because it was, it was my life. Um, and it was expected that you would bill 2,300 hours and, um, you know, you're, you're dedicated to the practice of law. Um, what I did get there that I didn't get here, and luckily I did get, is mentorship. And even though they were really, one of one of the partners was really tough on us. I mean, just expected nothing but, you know, perfection and would berate you and, you know, but he was funny, so it was kind of, you know, <laughs> acceptable. <laughs> um, but I remember uh, that partner giving my, me my first deposition and coming into my office and um, his advice was, don't fuck it up. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. thanks. Um, how about like <laughs> telling me, you know, what, what I should ask and so right. <laughs> tough. And then I came here and um, much more relaxed, but not mm -hmm. much in terms of mentoring. It was more, if you were good enough to get in this firm, you should be able to figure it out on your own. So, right. Whatever. 
Yes. Early normal work schedule. You know, you mm -hmm. weren't expected. I was told not to bill so much and to start taking weekends off and chill out a bit. Um, mm -hmm. So I would say the the lifestyle here is much better for lawyers, and it's mm -hmm. a better community. Detroit is huge, you know, three right. million people, and here it's a much smaller, tighter community. Mm -hmm. uh, can't be as cutthroat um, because you have to work with the same people uh, a right. lot. Um, so it's a, a very different culture. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's that makes sense. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. What do you think um, is your most favorite and least favorite or most rewarding and challenging parts of being a lawyer? Um, so I, I was, I worked on the defense side for five years. Um, and then I took about 13 years off to, I, well, I had a couple of babies. I, and then once they were in public school, I realized how messed up our public school system was and started advocating there. I was on the state board of education for a couple of years. Um, and then I, I, I was doing a lot of advocacy and volunteer work and I was involved in the civil rights movement here in Portland with uh, Teresa Rayford and Don't Shoot Portland. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, she would have people who needed legal help and I would typically just, you know, go find a lawyer for them, attend the first meeting and then pass them off. Um, but then I had a case where the lawyer wanted me to work with them and the stars lined up. My, both of my kids were going to be in middle school. They were going to be gone most of the day. And, you know, the advocacy in public schools was starting to get, you know, to a point where I couldn't really get much done. And mm -hmm. so it wasn't a whole lot of thinking that I put into it and going back. Um, but I'm so glad that I did because switching sides, I now get to choose who my clients are. I get to choose what cases I take versus when you're with a defense firm, whatever comes in the door, whether it's right. a Melissa case, whether it's some some bozo who grabbed his employee's butt at work. I mean, it, you just, you, that's what you get and you take it. Right. Now I get to choose um, who I represent and it's incredibly rewarding to be able to help such fantastic people who have been treated horribly. Um, and I, I actually care about my clients personally. Um, whereas before it was more like they were, you know, a client, it was a job, it was a business. And my clients didn't really care. It wasn't their money that was going to be, you know, if they work for a corporation, I'm dealing with the HR director. They don't, they don't really care what happens. But this is, this is a, you know, being on the other side affects people's lives. Um, I know in some time, some cases I feel like I should get a side degree in therapy because what some people go through is so traumatizing. Um, so to be able to help people in that way is incredibly rewarding. It really sounds like it. Um, I'm personally thinking about law school after, um, completing my undergraduate degree and, um, what you're saying, that's definitely the kinds of things that um, sounds like a very rewarding career path. Yeah, what are, what are, what are you getting your degree in? Um, international relations, basically. Okay, so I would say um, it doesn't matter what you get your degree in, so do something that you're passionate about. For right. law school, it really doesn't matter. 
that's not going to, you know, a lot of people will get a degree in political science or something they decide is pre-law, but really it's, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. That's definitely a good point. Um, yeah, I think international relations is definitely something I'm really passionate about. Um, so yeah, I totally agree with you. Do you speak another uh, language? Um, I'm learning French and I, um, I know a little bit of Spanish. Yeah. yeah. A lot of Spanish speaking people need advocates. Right. Oregon, at least Portland and Oregon. Definitely, definitely. Um, how do you not let um, law take over your life and how do you achieve a work-life balance? Um, you know, I took a long break because it is hard to yeah. have babies and be a litigator um, for a private practice. Um, mm -hmm. And now my kids are 13 and 15. They've got, they're pretty independent. They've got their sports, they've got their friends, they've got their schoolwork. They just, they don't need me as much. Um, but also now that I work for myself, I decide how many cases I take. Right. And I'm not going to overextend myself. I'm not gonna go back to working seven days a week, 12 hours a day. Um, and part of that is, um, like I said, the Portland lifestyle. Part of it is because we're a dual income family. So I don't have that pressure of, you know, making a bunch of money to pay for everything. Mm -hmm. I think you just have to, um, you have to make work-life balance a priority and people do in, in Portland. It's, it's, I don't know anyone working crazy hours in Portland. They just don't do it. You know, outdoor activity, family, Volunteer work is, is something that's expected and valued in Portland. None mm -hmm. of it is valued in Detroit. So I would say, you know, look at look at the climate um, when you decide which city to land in. Yeah, yeah. I um I haven't looked into the uh, the climates of different cities, but that's definitely a really good piece of advice. Yeah. Um so what is one misconception that the public has about uh, the legal profession that you would want to clear up? I don't know. What are, what are the misconceptions? What are the conceptions about question. lawyers? Um, I think, um, you know, people, there's a lot of hate for lawyers, but there's a lot of love for your own lawyer. You know, <laughs> people want to say, yeah. my lawyer is badass and they're going to kick your ass. Yeah, <laughs> I would say like any profession, there are there are good lawyers and bad lawyers. There are competent lawyers and incompetent lawyers. Um, do your research as much as you can in terms of selecting your lawyer. Um, don't be fooled that just because you go to a really expensive firm that you're going to get top notch legal advice. Mm -hmm. um, I would say one of the things that people don't, non-lawyers don't realize is the self-motivation often motivates the behavior of a lawyer in a case. Mm -hmm. um, Self-interest motivates them way more than it should. Um, I think on the defense side, there's a lot of pressure for lawyers to bill a certain number of hours and that will drive them to drag a case on longer than it should. Uh -huh. So people should be aware of that, that you almost have to 
lawyer your own lawyer if they mm -hmm. are acting in their own interests instead of your own. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, so I guess along those same lines, is there anything that really surprised you about um, law school and the legal profession that you didn't expect? I didn't, you know, I worked um, after my first year of law school, I worked for a big insurance defense firm that summer. And I'm glad that I did that three months there to know that I will never ever work for an insurance defense firm because <laughs> they spent so much of their time figuring out how to bill things that the insurance company would pay for. You know, mm -hmm. they only pay four hours for a motion to dismiss, even though it took you 30 hours to write it, but they'll pay, you know, two hours for a letter that took you, you know, 15 minutes. It's just, it was crazy. It was, right. and then you've got the insurance company as your client, but also the insurance as your client. And it was, I would say do not work for an insurance defense firm. Okay, good to know. Because their hourly rates are lower. So mm -hmm. if you don't want to spend half your time worrying about what the insurance company will and won't pay for. Mm -hmm. I yeah. Would for them. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's really good to know. Um, do you have um, any book recommendations or books that you learned the most from about anything that helps you with your job really? No, I would say um, I read one L before going to law school and mm -hmm interesting i don't know if people still read that book uh, have you i haven't actually read it but i've heard of it okay so that was you know that was kind of fun to read before law school um aside from that you know things have changed so much i'm still learning all of the changes you know the there's so much available online now that there wasn't before um so mm -hmm. much more access to research and information online and um i think it's made the practice of law a lot easier easy access to statutes to case law to um opinions to complaints that other people have filed it's just it's made it easier yeah definitely um if you could change or eliminate just one law what would it be off the top of your head uh, the tort claims notice <laughs> In Oregon. So in Oregon, if you're going to file um, a tort lawsuit against a government agency, you have to file a tort claim notice within a very short period of time. And it, mm -hmm. prevents, it prevents so many people from getting justice. Mm -hmm. um, in Oregon, I have so many people who have otherwise really strong claims and have been wronged, but they can't file a lawsuit because of that barrier. And oh, wow. really, it, it, it's harmful to our most vulnerable, and it protects government bad actors. Right. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I've never heard of it. That, that's, yeah. wow. Um, do you have any um, pieces of wisdom or life advice that you want to end the uh, interview with? <laughs> Geez, those are two big things. Um, I would say as going into law school, I would say try as many different areas of law um, as you can while you're in law school in terms of doing a, a summer 
the summer program uh, part-time while you're in second and third year, work for different firms, different types of firms, because you don't really know what it's gonna be like until you actually do it for a little while. And it makes it easier to decide what you do and don't want to do. Now, if mm -hmm. you wanna be in the courtroom a lot, you don't wanna, you probably don't wanna practice in employment law. Um, you're gonna be writing motions and arguing and negotiating and taking depositions, but not a whole lot of time in the courtroom. If that's your thing, become a criminal defense attorney or a prosecutor. So um, yeah, try a lot of different things. Uh, reach out to people like you did with me to get mm -hmm. it from different people because you know you can learn from so many different perspectives. Um, yeah, so try a lot. Yeah, that's yeah, that was um, something, you know, you would take a job with a big firm and be like, geez, I didn't think it was going to be like this. Right. Yes, totally. Yeah, that's a definitely really good piece of advice. Um, I don't think I have any other questions for you unless you have anything that you want to add. Um, I would say, you know, I, I encourage people to go to law school. It's you learn so much about so many different things and you don't have to be a lawyer afterwards. You can be, you know, you can work for a nonprofit, you can be an executive director, you can work for the government, so many options and it, it opens new doors and provides so many opportunities. And it's fun, it's interesting. Oh yeah, that's great. Um, I'm, I'm glad you have such good things to say about law school and the legal profession. Yeah. Um, you. Well, yeah, thank you so much. Um, I think I'm going to stop recording now. Okay. Uh,